All right, all right. Welcome to JK Woodall Ministries. This is Minister Jermaine Woodall. Pastor Caesar, are you on the air? Yes, sir. Amen and amen. All right, Pastor, you made it. Praise God. <laughs> all right, you made it. That's you know, right. it's really, really good to have you today, Pastor. We are so blessed to have you join us today, Pastor, and we thank you for coming in this today. Thank you so much. It's just an honor and a privilege, and uh, I expect that God is going to do great things. He is. I know he is. He has never failed this, Pastor. Amen. That's right. So we're going to get into some light introductions. This is our first talk show, so we want to welcome all you listeners that will be joining in, or if you're going to listen to this pre-recorded, we just want to say thank, say you thank you for following and blessing the ministry and continue to spread this word to your family and friends to encourage them and bless them as well. So as we said, my name is Minister Jermaine Woodall. We started this ministry to connect with people, to connect pastors and other ministers in other countries, to put them together so they can hear a word from the Lord. And that's what this ministry is doing. We're setting out a new venture, a new journey to connect more people, just to bring them in so they can have the fullness and the full expectation of the almighty God. What are your thoughts on that, Pastor? I absolutely agree with that. I think especially in the times that we're living in right now with uh, this pandemic, with, uh, you know, the, the political climate, the financial climate, I think there's a lot of people that are uh, worried and concerned and really we don't need to be because we have Christ as the center of our life. And as long as we depend on Christ, we'll get through any kind of challenges that life presents. Amen. No, you're, you're, you're so right, Pastor, you know, because he's so powerful in our lives and he continues to bless us and put grace on us each and every day. Amen. You know, it's funny because uh, many times, even when we are not faithful, God himself is always faithful. Yeah. And, and he'll work in our lives as long as we have an open heart, we have a repented heart, and we trust him and have faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen? Amen. So we want to make sure that Amen. we're exercising that faith in any kind of circumstance, in any kind of tough times, so that God can actually work in us and work through us. Amen. That's the key pastor. He's going to just work in his children, but just through you. So when people see you, they're actually seeing God at work. When they hear your voice, pastor, when they hear your voice from the children, they're actually hearing God. Isn't that something? Amen. It really is. And especially because, you know, there's a, a lot of people, especially with this pandemic, that can't actually be in a building, can't go to church like right, they would like right, to that's go. Right. So sometimes we're the only representation of Christ that they have. We are the ambassadors and we are to carry his examples uh, so that people can see Christ in us. Amen. Amen, sir. So, Pastor, why don't you give us an opening prayer before we get started with our topics today? Amen. Father God in heaven, we come before you, Father, with praise and thanksgiving in our hearts, Father. We thank you so much for what you are doing, my God. I pray, Father, that as we speak about you, speak about your word, Father God, that you would penetrate every heart, Father God, that is listening 
Give us ears to hear, Father God. Let us listen to your promptings and to your Holy Spirit, Father God. We are all so careful to give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Amen, Pastor. Thank you so much for that opening prayer, Pastor. You know, we have three interesting and exciting topics tonight. You know, Pastor, we, we, you know... These topics and, and you know, for, for folks joining in right now, I see a couple of people join in. If you have topics that you want us to discuss, please just go ahead and write into JK Ministries at gmail.com and we'll put a show together and we'll talk about these things. A, a lot of these things are challenges for us Christians. What, what, what do you say about that, Pastor? Absolutely. You know, people think that living a Christian life is all, uh, you know, as um uh, Dolly Parton used to say, I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden. Well, God didn't promise us a rose garden. You know, he went through trials and he went through testing. And, you know, we are going to go through the same because we are not greater than our master. Amen. So if he went through it, certainly we're going to go through it. But just like he uh, overcame the world, we can overcome as well. Yeah, we're absolutely, you're absolutely right, Pastor. We are overcomers. And that's and that's a great segue into our first topic. Our first topic this evening is going to be, how did we come to Christ? You know, because you see people at church, you see, you know, ministers online, you see evangelists out doing what, what they do, but how did they come to Christ? So, so, Pastor, let me start off with you. How did you come to Christ, Pastor? You know, one of the first experiences uh, that I remember as a young child, my parents had bought me this small little chick, you know, those little yellow ones, right? Uh, they're, oh, okay. they're so small yeah. and tiny, <laughs> cute little things. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I remember I wanted this chick to be brown. So I took this poor little innocent bird and I went inside my house and I, put him inside a, a big tin of Folgers crystals and I shook him around and shook him around and shook him around oh, poor oh. animal. And, uh, when I opened up the lid, hoping to see him Brown, his eyes were closed. His beak was open and the poor thing appeared to me to be absolutely dead. Wow. And wow. I felt such heartbreak. I was probably, five or six years old at the time. And I still remember that story. Um, and I remember that my parents, I remember seeing them at times praying. So I thought, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray, you know, and I'm, I'm going to see what God does here. Mm. And I remember with childlike faith, I buried this little bird in my backyard. I had a, a few friends that were over and they were all crying and I felt like it was my fault. And while it was my fault, it was a terrible thing to do, but I didn't know I was young. And that's the first time I remember ever really encountering God in my life. Uh, I looked up to heaven. I was on my knees. I prayed. I asked God to please let this bird live. Uh, I felt so bad. I was so sorry. And lo and behold, as soon as we finished praying, my friends and I, this little bird actually came out of its little dug uh, grave that I had dug up. 
and he was alive and he was no, chirping no. and he was running around. And I just remember being so, so happy. So that was my first real encounter with God. And if you think about it, the thing that happened was there was repentance because I felt really bad for what I had done. There was a confession that I made to God that this was my fault and that I was really sorry. And then there was the prayer request. And God answered the prayer for a small child. Isn't that something? Wow. Yeah, that, that's incredible. That is that is really moving, Pastor. That's very touching. Um, so so your first at, at five years old, your first encounter was a resurrection. I mean, you're, that's right. you're, you're already yeah. powerful. You're <laughs> already powerful. About it, that's right. It was a resurrection. Amen. So you were already powerful at five years old, Pastor. <laughs> Amen. Only because of Christ, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Amen, sir. You know, one of the things that I found out in my life, because when I grew up, I grew up in church a lot. So we would go to church, uh, you know, on Sunday, you know, on Tuesday, <laughs> on Wednesday and Friday and Saturday sometimes. So right? were so we're always very young. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. Always in church. Always doing like certain youth events and taking us places like that for the summer. But, my, right. you know, so so they say you teach the children that they always come back to the word. That's so right. then, I, you know, 18, 19 adult, I joined the Navy, joined the military. <clears throat> and about eight years into the military, you know, you don't get a lot of time to go to church. They, they offer you very, you know, small windows opportunity because there's so many things you're trying to do in the military, like, you know, going out, doing exercise and stuff. But there was one significant time where I knew without a shadow of a doubt that God was looking over me. So they're loading some, they're loading some weapons on this plane. And I'm an electrician, so I have to stand off. I'm waiting, right? And right. the mechanism that they're using failed. The oh, wow. 300 pound, pound bomb dropped on the deck, Pastor. And all I could say was Jesus. <laughs> I'll bet. That's, that's there, all there I can no say. Time for nothing else, right? <laughs> you can hear a pin drop up there. I mean, everybody's like, ah, you know, with that, you know, that gas, right? Right. And nothing happened. It didn't even smoke, sputter, nothing happened to it. I knew from that moment, God had me here for a reason, for a purpose, Pastor. Wow. wow. And you know, that's why you're here, Pastor, because God has you here for a reason. He has you here. He has us here for a purpose, Pastor. Oh, absolutely. Have, have you I ever know. like thought about your purpose, Pastor? I have. That's that's the question of life. I think everybody is asking, wh why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? You know, and and really, our job is to worship and praise God, our creator, and to serve him and serve others. You know, those are the, the two greatest commandments, right? They, they yes. fulfill the whole law. So, uh I know that there were many times where the enemy definitely tried to take me out. And you realize that you have a purpose in life when you go through something, when you go through something serious. I'll give you an example. I remember being down at a friend of mine's house uh, about 15, 16 years old. And I didn't know how to swim. 
and he wasn't home, but we went to visit uh, their house and the parents were there. And I asked, you know, uh, can I go get in your pool? And they're like, yeah, sure. So I had my trunks. I went to the pool and I started, you know, uh, swimming around in the, in the, um, not swimming around, actually floating around, I guess, uh, in the shallow part. Yeah. And all of a sudden, um, I wanted to go into the deep part, but you know how you hold the, the outside of the brick and you're just kind of oh, inching along, but you're holding going the around, brick. Going around right. the edges. Yes. Well, my shorts, because of the water and they were a little bit big, kind of were starting to, you know, kind of fall a little bit. So I would, you know, reach down with one hand and I would pull up one side and then I would, you know, reach out with the other hand and, and pull it up again. Uh, trying to, you know, to fit them nice. And on one of those, I thought, you know, because I was going all the way around and I thought, you know, I'm just going to let go for a couple of seconds so I can pull my pants up right with both hands, right? So I let go really quick and pulled and then started sinking and I put my hands up, you know, to, to the side of the pool. And then I did it a second time. Well, now I had wet all the side of the pool and that that uh, brick is really slippery, right? Right. So when I went to put my hands up the third time, my hands slipped, my fingers slipped, and I went underwater. And I sank all the way to the bottom. And I was looking up, and I could see the top of the pool, the top of the water, but I couldn't reach it, and I was panicking, so I I didn't didn't know enough to just kind of you know, let myself sink all the way till I could touch the floor and then, you know, shoot myself up. So as I'm sitting there flailing and flailing and flailing my arms, I had no more breath left. None. And I just opened my mouth and took the biggest breath. I just inhaled. And you would think I would have instantly started choking and died right there on the spot, filled my lungs full of water. But I gulped. It was the strangest thing. I gulped a big giant uh, mouthful of water with air. Hmm. And I was able to actually fight my way back up. I got out of the pool and I was all shaky and nervous. But I think about that, you know, and the enemy was definitely trying to take me out because he didn't want me to fulfill my purpose. Hmm. But God had his way. He's the one that actually saved me because I should have absolutely been dead. Nobody gulps a big gulp of water like that and, and doesn't start choking immediately and die. But that's not what happened because God had other plans, and he said, hey, you need to fulfill my purpose for your life. So yeah, you're absolutely God right, Pastor. Yeah, praise the Lord, Pastor, because you know you're absolutely right. God has the final say. That's right. He's the, he's the almighty. He's the beginning. He's the ending, alpha and omega. Amen. He's the one that, stre- that takes the crooked roads and makes them straight puts our feet on solid ground and gives us the path. Right, Pastor? That's right. That's right. As a matter of fact, we may think, you know, we, we've struggled so much during 2020 and, you know, it, it was a very 
uh, tough, tough year. But I'll tell you, God is still not done with us. Those, and including ourselves, that are here right now on this radio program, we're alive. We have air in our lungs. That's right. We're, right. we're healthy. We're sitting here listening to God's word and God's inspiration. And listen, we didn't have to wake up this morning. Right? But God said, yeah. I'm the one that gives you the breath of life. Amen. So he woke us up again this morning that we may honor him, praise him, worship him, glorify him, honor him, and speak to each other and encourage each other by the spirit of Christ. Amen. Amen, Pastor. Amen. And you know, Pastor, that brings us to our second topic tonight. Is God alive today? And does he still work miracles? Now, we know he's a miracle-working God, but does he still work miracles? Have you seen miracles worked out in today's terms, Pastor? Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you. You know, the Bible says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen. So God is alive today and he still works miracles. And I haven't just seen this in others or heard it from others. I've actually experienced them myself. So, you know, the devil can fool me in a lot of areas, but not in this area. I know that God is alive and still works miracles today. A lot of people think that that was just for the old days, the Old Testament, or for the old prophets or what have you. But no, no. Let me tell you a story about something that, that happened to me. Um, when I was in martial arts, I did uh, martial arts for about two and a half years. And no, I was no Bruce Lee. I wasn't like a fantastic fighter, but I was pretty, pretty <laughs> decent, right? I could defend myself. But we were doing a set of Chinese kicks, and these are 300 kicks with each leg, and it's to strengthen the muscle and, you know, get, get you used to where to strike the target. Well, in one of those kicks, uh, I felt something happen to my back, and the next day I was in severe, severe pain. And I went into the doctor and I found out that I had ruptured the center of one of the discs. And it's, it's almost like a jelly filling, uh, jelly filled donut. There's a jelly filling or not jelly, but there's a, a, a filling that's inside the disc. Well, that mm -hmm. had ruptured and it, and it made my disc kind of bulge. And that was pinching against my nerve. And it wow, was the most excruciating pain. I used to have to sit on, on my bed when, when I would be laying down, actually. And I would have to put my left leg over my right leg and cross it just so I could fall on the floor and then crawl like an animal, like a dog, just to use the restroom. I would have to hold onto the door the wall oh and, and try to stand myself up. And it was severe pain. So I started uh, going to, um, you know, different doctors to get opinions. And I, I tried everything, uh, Mr. Jermaine. I, I tried, uh, you know, um, 
what do they call those uh, acupuncture, uh, yeah, acupressure. Yeah. I tried mm-hmm. uh, chiropractors. I, I tried all kinds of medications. And it got so serious that it got to the point where I had to go into the hospital and they would have to four times a year. Uh, they would have to put this huge long. It was almost like an epidural, like what the women get when they're when they're uh, in labor. It was almost like that. They would have to go into my back and freeze the nerve. Wow. Uh, and it, it's a very strong steroid, so they couldn't give it to you often. So it would freeze my nerve for about, uh, you know, two, three months, and then I would have to go back. And sometimes because it was, you know, not four months yet, I would still be in massive pain. And so I lived like this for probably 16 years with this kind of pain and problem. And then um, the doctor actually gave me an injection to inject myself every other day. And I remember I'd gotten married. I, I couldn't carry uh, not even a bag of groceries. I couldn't carry any of the children because my back would be in massive, massive pain. So I remember, uh, you know, uh, there was an occasion where I had, become a born again Christian and I was at a Christian church and it was my first week there. And, uh, throughout the years I had had many, many people, um, pray for me, uh, pray for healings and lay hands on me. And I used to pray all the time cause I was so desperate in pain. Right. And right. the doctors had told me there's no other alternative for you. You have to go under the knife. I got that from two orthopedic surgeons and a neurosurgeon all telling me that I had to get this operation and that there was a 50, 50 chance that I could end up in a wheelchair paralyzed from the waist down. So that was a very scary proposition for me. Well, when we went to church, it was around Thanksgiving and they needed help uh, to feed the homeless. And my heart was really there. I really wanted to do this. So I said, you know, I'm going to volunteer. So I volunteered. I met this brother, you know, got my phone number. I didn't know who he was. And I went home and everything was was fine. You know, I was going to go help on that weekend. So on uh, Tuesday, I, I get a phone call from him. And he tells me, you know, um, I'd like you to come help the church set up on Saturday. And I knew that entailed carrying, uh, you know, these big tables and, you know, uh, just dozens and dozens of chairs. And I thought, wow, you know, I'm going to be hurting. So I told him, uh, that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and volunteer because my heart was really in it. And when that happened and I told him I would volunteer, my wife at the time told me, well, are you, are you going to inject yourself, you know, before Saturday? And I said, well, yeah, I'm sure I will, you know, but it's, it's only Tuesday. I'll, I'll do that maybe Wednesday. And uh, this gentleman had called me again. And uh, when I told him that I had to put shots because, you know, of my back, and he kind of, you know, told me, wait, well, what do you mean you got to put a shot? I said, yeah, I have a really bad back. And he says, really? Well, let me pay for you, brother. And I thought, on the phone? That's that's kind of weird because I was a new Christian. I was kind of like, yeah, that sounds kind of weird to me. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So right. you know how, how we are as people. right? <laughs> right, right. So he actually 
starts praying for me and he says, just come in agreement with me. You know, yes, amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You know, on and on. So he prayed for me. And I thought I felt some heat going through my body. But I thought, nah, that's that's my imagination. Come on. I'm, I'm crazy. You know, get it together, Pastor Caesar. Right. And I said, thank you so very much. And amen. And praise God. And OK, we'll talk to you later. Well, Wednesday came. I didn't have any pain. Thursday came. I didn't have any pain. And my wife tells me on Friday, you know, are you going to inject yourself? Because tomorrow you're going to have to help and you're going to be in massive pain. And I said, you know, I I don't feel any pain. I I feel really good. I haven't had to take my shot in three, four days. I said, I think I've been healed. And that was the first time I'd spoken that. Uh-huh. So I called, uh, you know, uh, my friend and I said, you know, I think I've been healed and what have you. And it was like, wow, that's amazing. So I go to this place on Saturday. I, we helped the feed. We we fed probably about a hundred, one hundred and fifty families, and um, I remember setting up all the tables and the chairs and what have you, and just I didn't feel any pain. And I thought, well, tomorrow I'm not going to be able to make it to church because I'm going to just be in massive pain. Well, I was able to get up and go to church without any pain. A week passed, a couple of weeks passed, a month passed. And to this day, it's been like 20 years, I have not had one shot, one pill, anything for any kind of pain in my back. And I knew it was God's miracle, not spoken by somebody else, but experienced it myself. And when I called the brother and told him, listen, I think you got it. You've got the power. And he says, no, no. He corrected me. And I'm glad he did because Mm -hmm. a lot of people want to take credit for God's glory. Right, And he said, no, no, it wasn't me. I had nothing to do with it. Listen, this was all God. And do you know that you have that same power to heal because of Christ? And I couldn't believe that. And that's when I started not only believing in miracles, but praying miracles into people's lives. So, yes, God still works today and still does miraculous healings. And I'm a true testament to that. Hey, you know, that deserves a hand clap, Pastor. Amen. That is, that, that is incredible. Amen. That is incredible, Pastor. God is just, he's just so powerful and so merciful to us, Pastor. He really is. He, he really is good to us, and we don't even deserve it. And he's so merciful to us. You know, one of the things that um, I've seen in my life that, that shows me that miracles are still working. <clears throat> if you remember, Pastor, early this year, sometime around March, the COVID thing kind of, kind of, you know, kicked in. Remember that, Pastor? Stay home, yes. don't go anywhere. Yes, yes. So what happened was my sister got admitted to the hospital like late March, early, early April. My niece wow. calls me, and she goes, "I, I, I, I took mom to the hospital." And it don't look good, my uncle. I said, come, come on, what's, what's going on? What, what, what's she having problems? So when she got COVID or something, you know, like kind of like, because back then it was like a joke, right? Right, right. <laughs> she goes, I think so. She said, uncle, she can, barely, she can barely walk. She can barely put a sentence together and look like she's struggling breathing. 
and she sent me like a picture. And you know, my sister's African American, so she was like blue, and I was, and I'm like, I'm, I'm at work, and I'm just like, whoa. I said, well, what hospital did you drop her off at? She goes, I don't know. (laughs) You don't know where you dropped her off at? She goes, I I don't know. So I said, you know what? I said, I said, I just called my, I said, okay, that's not her portion. That's why I told my, my niece. Shortly thereafter, I called my mom and you know, you know how, when you, when someone answers the phone, you can tell that the the situation is serious, but just like she just said, Jermaine. And I just, I just heard her voice. I said, mom, don't worry about it. Cause my mom's up. She's up, she's up in age. She's almost, uh, if not 80, 81, right, a little bit of, right, right there, early eighties. So I said, right. don't worry about it. Don't worry. Everything's going to be all right. I called my wife and I was at work. I just closed the door to my office and we just went into prayer. I mean, we just went into prayer. It wasn't, you know, um, laying out prostrated and, you know, screaming and yelling type, type of prayer. We just right, went right. into prayer right over the phone. Jehovah Rapha, the healer. He heard our prayer, Pastor. Let me tell you, Pastor, it was, it was probably 1 p.m. Pacific time. So that makes it 3 p.m. You know, East Coast time. That's, that's where my family's right. at. By the time I got home from work, I found a nurse that was taking care of my sister. It was, I called multiple hospitals, but I found a nurse. And she said, your sister is doing well. All her organs turned back on. Her, her, her oxygen level went from like 78 or something like that. Very, very high 70s. Which is low for, for us humans, you know, we should right, be like right. in the 90, you know, 95 or above percentile. Right, right. So she said, you know what? She'll probably call you tomorrow. And I just felt a peace and a calmness come over me because he heard me. He heard me, my wife, my mom, my niece, her kids. He heard, but he also answered the prayer pastor. He's a prayer answering God. Amen. That's what do right. you feel like when when it, when the Lord hears you, Pastor? How do you feel? Oh, it's 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 such a a peace and a calm. Not the peace that the world gives, but like the biblical peace that God talks about. You know, it, it's the peace that surpasses all understanding, and you just feel a calm where you shouldn't be calm, or you shouldn't right. feel right. calm right. because the, the 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 circumstances, like with your sister, are are, are very grave. But God is the one, like you said earlier, who has the final answer. And you know what I find interesting is that you were speaking faith before the healing actually came. You were already speaking it out into the atmosphere. Amen. Amen, You were already believing because the Bible says that we do not walk by sight. We walk by faith. That's correct. So you were already speaking that faith, speaking that healing, so to speak, and speaking hope to your mother, who was probably feeling devastated because for a mother to lose a a daughter or a son is devastating. It is, yeah. So I'm sure she was already feeling uh, very distraught, but people need that anchor in Christ 
and thank God that you were faithful and that you started speaking life and hope to your mother and then you went into prayer. Now, let me ask you something, Mr. Jermaine. Did, was it a, a, a very long, long prayer or, or is that something that's always needed? I mean, I, I know it's good to, to pray and, you know, sometimes you might pray an hour, sometimes you might pray three hours, but is that always necessary? Oh, Pastor, no, we didn't pray long at all. We might have stayed on the phone, me and my wife praying together, <clears throat> maybe five minutes, 10 minutes max. But we spoke, you know, like you said, life um, into my sister and into the family. You, you know, Pastor, that reminds me of a, of a story um, in the Bible. When, when yes. Peter walked on the water, you know, Jesus, they saw Jesus walk on the water and, and Peter goes, hey, 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 Matt, hey, Lord, can I come on the water? Like, right. Yeah, come on. Come on out. And Peter gets out there on the water and he's and he's walking. And it's, the Bible record is saying he saw the wind, which, you know, we, we can't see wind, but he probably saw the water and all the dust and stuff just stirred up. And right. he took his eye off of Jesus. And when he did, he started to sink. And then the next verse, it said immediately. <clears throat> well, Jesus, well, first Peter called out. He goes, Lord, save me. That's the that prayer. was all he said? Lord, save me. <laughs> That's it. Amen. Because, uh, hey, I'm going down. I don't, have, I don't have time for the praying and fasting right now. Lord, save me. I'm in trouble. <laughs> and, and, and immediately it says, Jesus grabbed his hand and picked him up. Immediately. So Jesus so, answered so, his prayer. He answered the prayer immediately. And that's what I'm saying, Pastor. You don't, it's, you don't have to have the one hour and the two hour prayers. You know, um, you know it's, not, it's okay to do that. It's okay to you know, certain, right. you know, pray and worship and stay connected to your God for countless, if you have the time, countless hours, right? And it feels right. good when you do that. But yes. when you're in need, sometimes, you know, you may be driving a car and I've heard people say that they've seen another car coming head on and they just, oh, oh, the prayer, Jesus. Right. Yep. Jesus. Yep. Just just like we talked about earlier when the, I was in that situation in, in the military and that and that and that and that, and that weapon had dropped. We just, I just yelled out Jesus. Right. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have time for anything else. <laughs> didn't have time for military training, military bearing. Right. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> that's my training. Right. That's it. And he answers. That's the key to it. He answers, Pastor. That's it doesn't right. matter right. where you're at. What time it is, the location, he's, he's omnipresent. He's here, he's over there, and he's everywhere at the same time, Pastor. Amen. You know, I used to, I used to think, I remember early on um, that I used to think that I had to be in a certain position. I had to be on my knees. I had to have my hands either clasped or, or you know, you know how they have a uh, that e emoji that where oh. people praying that the two hands, you know, right, they're praying. Right, right. I Together. thought I had to have them like that, and I thought I had to just be in my room, and it just felt like such a chore. I thought, wow, you know, but that's not the way it has to be. You Amen. know, the, the Bible says that he whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. We Amen. don't have Amen. to be all legalistic. We don't have to 
be on our knees or or have our hands uh, clasped or or what have you. Listen, we we can be on our face. We can be walking around in our backyard and praising and worshiping God and reading the scriptures. We can be in our car. We can be in the shower and praying. I mean, the Lord, all he's looking for is a surrendered heart. That's it. That's what we have to have is a surrendered heart. doesn't matter, uh, you know, if, if you're in the, in the bedroom or outside in the front yard or watering the grass and you, you're still praying. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. The thing is to have communication with God each and every day. And I, and I don't know if it works like this for you, Minister Jermaine, but I'm constantly all day thinking about God and talking to God all day. And it's not like a, like always like a, a, a prayer. Sometimes it's just communicating, talking with God. You know? you know, he's always on your mind, right, Pastor? Yes. Yes. For everything you're going to do, every decision you're going to make, you, you need to be thinking, you know, and communicating with the creator, the one who made you. Amen. Amen, sir. You know, Pastor, the walk with God and seeing the miracles that, that we just talked about here is very, very encouraging to folks that's listening right now on, the, on this podcast. So let me Amen. ask you a question on our, on our third topic here, Pastor. So as Christians, does that mean we cease to struggle in our everyday walk? Does that mean all the all the worries are left behind and now you're you're a Christian now and there's nothing else to experience there's no more trouble no more heartache is is that is that what that means pastor? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The Lord said that we would have tribulation. We would have struggles in our lives. He had them, right? When people were right. talking about him, when people right. were accusing him when he actually had to go to the cross, right? I mean, there are struggles. Jesus struggled. What did he say to the Father when he was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane? He said, Lord, if, if, if there is any other way, Father, that's a struggle. He knew what he was going to go through. The struggle's real, Pastor. Yes, absolutely. Said that he cried tears of blood. The struggle is very real. You know, it it bothers me when I hear sometimes, uh, especially unbelievers, to say, oh, Christians just use, uh, you know, uh, God as a crutch. You know, because they, they're so weak. It's like, really? You think it's easy to be a Christian. Let me, let me tell you something. Try uh, driving and having somebody cut you off and they, you know, do a little hand signal to you. If you know <laughs> what I mean, right? Or, or they cuss you out and you say, you know, hey, listen, I'm sorry. God bless you, or, you know, oh, I, I apologize, or somebody cuts in front of you at Target or Walmart, and instead of defending your point, and, hey, I was in line, you need to go way back there, and 
you just say, you know, oh, please, no, go ahead. It's, it's okay. That's hard to do. It's easy to cuss somebody out when they cuss you out. It's easy to return wrong for somebody who's done wrong to you. It's mm-hmm. easy to give somebody a piece of your mind and tell them off when they get you upset. But try being a Christian and walking as Christ and not holding anger towards them or not being rebellious or not being nasty with people. Try that. And then you tell me who's the weak person. Right. That takes right. strength. And the Lord says, when we are weak, he is strong. Amen. So Amen. when we're feeling like we're failing or we're about to fail, God then starts to work. That's when we're letting him take the wheel. Right? Amen, sir. You know, Pastor, th- those those struggles, those daily struggles don't stop because you become a Christian. You know, no. Paul said it best. He said, the very things I don't want to do, I find myself doing. That's right. He's talking, he's talking right. about the flesh. Yep, yep. It's a, it's, a str- it's a constant struggle, Pastor. And that's why I go back to what you said. You're always keeping God on your mind. Because he knows your heart. Amen. And he, and he knows that we're in the flesh. And he knows we go through these struggles, Pastor. Right. Have you ever have you ever have you felt yourself or found yourself going through something, Pastor? And, you, and, and oh. in fact, in fact, you probably heard people say, I'm going through it right now. Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I tell people that, that come to me and, and tell me that, man, I, I'm really going through this. And I have them focus on one word. I'm going through this. So that means you're going to come out of this. You're not going to stay in that situation, right? When Jesus told his apostles, let's go to the other side, that means, listen, we're going to reach the other side. We're not going to stay in the middle of the storm. We are going to the other side. And that's where our faith has to come in because our minds can be influenced. They can be weakened. Our resolve can be weakened, but God says, listen, do not grow weary in well-doing. We have to keep pushing forward. We have to keep striving, running the race towards the finish line. Nobody quits in the middle of a race. Not a real runner, a real jogger, or an NBA player, or Major League Baseball. They don't quit in the middle of the game. Even if they're losing, they don't quit. They continue because they're athletes. They, they know and they carry the discipline and the responsibility to finish. And that's what God calls us to do. Finish the race and finish right. strong. Right. Now, I know that we all go through things. I know that we all fall short of the glory of God. We all sin. But listen, that's why we need a Savior. See, if we were perfect, why would we need Jesus? You understand? We need, we need to know 
that we need Jesus. We need a Savior. And that's why we are to repent for our sin. But oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God for his Amen. mercy and his grace. Unmerited favor, something we don't even deserve. Right. That God gives us. Isn't he just wonderful? He is. You know, each day the grace is renewed and bestowed on our lives, Pastor. No matter what you did yesterday. No condemnation. You remember the 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 Sadducees and the Pharisees? They brought the woman. They say they found her in the very act of adultery, Pastor. Yes, in the very act. So what I find interesting, Pastor, is they took the woman and they tried to trick Jesus. They tried to trick him in his own, in, like in his own words, right, so to speak, right. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. They said, well, what? Yeah. If I may just interject something, because I think you're, you're right on the money. The way I look at it is these Sadducees and Pharisees, these uh, leaders, teachers of the law and what have you, all the people that were there, right, accusing this woman, um, I'm sure they were thinking, look, we've got him. We've got him. That's if right. we tell yeah. him about this woman and her sin and we, and we ask him, listen, the law of Moses says that she should be stoned to death. If he starts to talk about mercy, it's like, oh, you're not following the law of Moses. You're a phony. But if he says, you know what, stone her to death. Oh, what about this mercy and grace that you speak about? You're a liar and a phony. So no matter what he answers, we've got him. But what happened? Tell the story. He said, you that um, that uh, cast the first stone if you don't, you know, if you didn't ha never, you know, do anything wrong. Right. But I'm just par paraphrasing here, pastors. Right, I have the right. scripture open in front of me. He of you but, that is without sin, cast the first cast stone. the first stone. Amen, sir. Yeah. Amen, sir. And, and you know what's so interesting, though, pastor, is that they took a woman. The church, this is the church, because the Sadducees and the Pharisees, that was the church back then. Right, right. And they, they, they took her to a person or to God where there's only forgiveness, no condemnation. Right. The church condemned her, and they brought her to a place with no condemnation. I find that so wonderful, Pastor. Amen. Amen, because there are a lot of churches that do that to people, even in this day and age. Yeah, yeah. Make you feel condemned. Make you feel like your dependency has to be on man. And that's absolutely wrong. Our dependency must be on God. Has to be on God, Pastor. All the time. Not on our family, not on our finances, not on our gifts and talents and our jobs. Our dependency has to be on God. Has There's to no be on God. Way. No other way. And if he is for us, who can be against us? <laughs> who can be against us, Pastor? Amen. <laughs> Ooh, that's right. That's right. We don't need to fear. We no. don't need to be living in fear and, and all scared of life and, and scared of the enemy. Certainly, we don't want to taunt. But we're not to be afraid. The Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear but of love, power, and a sound mind. 
So we don't have to be afraid of disease. We don't have to be afraid of uh, lack of finances. We don't have to be afraid of our children being lost. If we pray, and as the Bible says, pray without ceasing, be on it. Be about it. Be about your father's business every day. Listen, God will come through. You just need to hang on, be faithful, trust. And as you did much that time with your sister, speak those things in faith that are not as though they were. Yeah, amen, sir. You know, I tell you what, Pastor, Speaking, speaking and using the word and standing on God's word. That, that's what I do, right? That's what we do as Christians, right? We stand on yeah. God's word. It's his covenant to us. We, 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 all our job is to do is serve and praise him. And he'll go to war. He'll go to battle for us, pastor. He'll that's do right. the work. That's but I right. think we get confused because as, as, as because we're in the flesh, we get confused or we get it, we get it twisted as they say, as they say, pastor, where we think that a lot of our success, as you already spoke about, it's all us. We think that we can control the outcome. We think we can change the direction when it's not us at all. It's all to the glory of God. God is the one with the power. He's the one with all, and he deserves all the glory. And he's the one putting our feet on the right path and keeping us away from those evil things. Now, free will comes into play, Pastor, right? Yes. Yes, Free will yes. comes into play and, and people get, you know, they, 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 they leave the word. But you know what? Just like the prodigal son, he's always waiting for us to come back. Is that right, Pastor? That's right. That's right. I'll tell you, uh, you know, I remember as, as a father uh, of a young child, because my children are all older, as, as am I. <laughs> but I remember when they were very little. And I would call my little girl to come to me. Come here, mamas. Come here, sweetie. Right? And, and gesture with my hands. And, you know, she's, uh, you know, like uh, 11 months or whatever, you know, and, and barely, barely starting to walk or, you know. And, and you know, as a father, you know the child is going to fall. Right? And you're going to be there either to break that fall or you're going to pick them up when they do fall, right? But you get the greatest joy just seeing them that when you call them, they start walking to you. And even though they're kind of fumbling a little bit, you're just so happy. Even if they fall, you're just so happy that they obeyed and that they came to you and that they were coming to you with love and you're loving on them, right? Yeah, How yeah. much more the father, when he calls us, all he wants to see is for us to get up and try, walk towards him with open arms. He knows there are times we're going to fall. He understands. He knows that sometimes we're, we're going to be hurt. He understands. But he doesn't reject us or discount us because of that. You know, a lot of people have the wrong concept of God. They think that he's this, this uh, 
huge person up in the sky that, that that's just holding a, a flaming arrow, waiting for you to fail so he can zap right. you. Exactly. You know what right. I mean? right. Right. That's not our God. That's not our God. Many times, worse than any rebuke you can get is his mercy and grace that'll break you because you know you don't deserve it. And yet God gives it freely. What a wonderful thing. Amen, Pastor. He's so wonderful to us, Pastor. And I, I tell you what, Pastor, we're at the we're at an hour already, Pastor. We're already at the hour mark. Oh wow! Praise God. See, God is, yeah. God is good. We're we're just having fun speaking about the Lord. See, and that's what this talk show is about. Have to be, uh, that's why I'm saying Christianity doesn't have to be all boring and dry. And listen, you no. can play and you can joke and you can have fun. And look at us. I've, I've been having fun, you know, for the past hour. It's been great. Wonderful. And you're ready to go. You're ready to go for another hour, right, Pastor? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> it's like we're going to put on a two hour show. <laughs> Amen. Praise you God. Know, Pastor, yeah, God is so wonderful to us, Pastor, and he's so powerful. You got any any statements or anything you want to just uh, words of encouragement for the folks that are listening? I think the only thing I would really want to say to people is, listen, we're in a new year. We're in 2021. Don't look at the rearview mirror. But look at what's in front of you. Some people look so regretfully at the door that closed behind them that they fail to see the door that's open in front of them. So I would say stay strong. Stay in the word. Stay in prayer. And just do what God tells you to do. Your life will be so blessed if you just do that. Amen. Amen, Pastor. Those are very encouraging words for all the listeners out there. And, you know, I want to echo those uh, those thoughts and those words you just said, Pastor. Stay with God and do what he tells you to do. If you do what God has you to do, he'll do the rest. Amen, Amen, sir. That's right. That's right. Amen. Praise God. Well, before we close this show out, Pastor, I just want to go ahead and say this. We're going to try to do this weekly, right, Pastor? You want to do this weekly on Saturday? Is that right? Amen. Yes. Yes, definitely. So this is our first podcast, our first episode one, and we named it In the Beginning because this is the start of something great. We've been getting a lot of uh, text messages and, and email messages from our other podcast that, that comes on. on You can catch it on iTunes or you know Spotify or Pandora, but this podcast, we're going to do a weekly one. That's why it lasts an hour. And we think through this podcast, we're going to answer questions that Christians have and talk about those topics that uh, may be taboo or kind of kind of uh, people walking eggshells. Right, Pastor? Yes, that's right. That's right. Because people need to need to hear truth. And sometimes we're, we're afraid to, to ask these questions of, of uh, you know, church leaders or whatever, because we feel there's going to be a judgment. And, and many times there is. So here it's uh, something that people can just... Uh, you know, drop us a line and, and we can talk about those things. Amen, sir. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do the closing prayer. Amen, Pastor? Amen. Yes, please. Heavenly Father, thank you once again. 
Thank you for blessing us with your word. And thank you for blessing us with this gathering, putting us together so we can speak about your goodness, so we can encourage others and let them see how you work, how you talk to us, how you walk in our lives and let them know the struggles build us up. And we know that iron sharpens iron through this podcast, through these meetings. And we bless you and we glorify you. And we thank you in the powerful and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Amen. All right. I think the Lord deserves a nice round of applause. Amen, Amen, sir. Amen. Amen. That's it. That's it. Yes, sir. That's right. Yeah. Praise you, Jesus. So we want to thank all of you for listening to the Christian Talk Show, episode one. And we'll see you next Saturday, next Saturday, 8 p.m. Pacific time. Next Saturday is the 16th. Catch us the 16th, 8 p.m. God bless you. And have a good day. God bless. Bye-bye.